1: Thank you for listening in today. The word of God is clear. Before anything or anyone existed, God created heaven and earth. He prepared a magnificent place for all living things. And because he foreknew what was to come because of sin, he created a grandeur of heaven, a place that we, as his children, cannot imagine yet long to be. You'll want to take notes, so have your Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander tells us about the indescribable place called heaven a place reserved for the children of God.
2: And Father, we thank you for the privilege of preaching your word one more time. and Help me to preach in the power of the Spirit. We need you now, and I can't do this without you. Cleanse me, use me, speak through me, and have mercy on me. Give the congregation listening ear to hear, thus saith the Lord, without a distracted mind. In Jesus' name, and all God's children said, "All right." Turn to Revelation 21, verse eight, and um, we're going to we're going to preach what we preach where we left off last time. Revelation 21:8, and we'll move forward. Revelation 21:8 says, "But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexual immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake." which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. And from this passage, my friend, we want to preach again on the subject of heaven. Say heaven. If, if we're going to heaven, then we ought to know something about our future home. We need to know who's there, what's there, how do you get there, and who's not going to be there. I think we need to just cover this extensively. You know, the more I preach on this, Subject: the more homesick I become for heaven. It just brings things into its proper perspective. And the the stuff that people are concerned about and all bent out of shape about and all worried about and all, listen, all that begins to wane and pales in comparison to the subject of heaven. Heaven is some kind of subject. And you know, Mm -hmm. Jesus is preparing that place and has been preparing that place for over 2000 years. And then he's going to come back and get his church and then take us to heaven. It's a wonderful subject. And I'm going to preach it and preach it until all of us get homesick for heaven. As a matter of fact, uh, if you, you're almost there. You're almost in heaven if you're saved. And if you're not saved, you're almost in hell. So you're almost somewhere. And uh, that's why we preach so hard because we want to preach you To heaven contingent upon your embracing the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior so we talked about how you get there and we talked about all that encompasses heaven who will not be in heaven we labored there extensively last week but we want to continue because we want you to understand everybody is not going to heaven you got a lot of folk talking about going to heaven that's not going to heaven you got a lot of folk who have been in church 40 years and not going to heaven Got people who, who are in the usher's ministry, Sunday school ministry, choir, media, uh, take care of little children, who give their tithes and offerings, and they are not going to heaven, and, uh, that's really, really uh, regrettable. Who will not be in heaven? Well, that first word is cowardly. The scripture says, but the cowardly, these are those who do not confess Jesus Christ, Because they fear what others might say, and they also fear being identified with Christ and his church. The cowardly, they lack endurance, and they fear taking a stand for Christ because of fear. They're cowards because of their shame. They're ashamed of Christ. And then they don't want to be rejected. And even Jesus himself was was rejected. The scripture says he came into his own, and his own received him not. Uh, Matthew 10, 32, 33 says, Therefore, whoever confesses me before men, him I will also confess before my father in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, him I will also deny before my father who is in heaven. Listen, I don't want Christ to disown me, because I fail to acknowledge him and to speak up for him. Before people, before people, any people, regardless, anytime, anywhere, not being ashamed, not being ashamed. As a matter of fact, that's what Romans 1 16 says. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation to everyone who believes for the Jew first and also of the Greek. We are not be ashamed of the very gospel that saved us. How many of you know you're saved and you're glad you're saved? There's no reason to be ashamed of the gospel that saved you and redeemed you and purchased your salvation. You ought to be so thankful, so glad that you're saved that you ought to tell it everywhere you go. You ought to find yourself talking about Jesus more than anything in this world system. Who's not going to be there? The unbelieving. The next word, the unbelieving. These are ones who are without saving faith because they refuse to believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God they refuse to believe that he is savior the savior of the world and he is the only way to heaven they reject the light of creation they they reject the prophets whom god sent they reject jesus christ who came in flesh they reject the bible and don't want to hear it and don't want to see it and don't even want it on the desk in the office and then they reject the witness of the saints you're telling folk about Jesus, don't bring that religious stuff up. I don't believe in talking about religious. I don't bring that Christ stuff to me. Uh, these are the unbelieving, and they go to hell because they've rejected all of the witness that God has sent their way. John 3.18 says... He who believes in him is not condemned, not judged, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten of the son, Jesus Christ, the son of God is the way we get to heaven. Who's not going there? The abominable, the abominable. These persons, they reject Christ and live in rebellion against him. The abominable, their lives are vile. The, the minds and their thinking the th- their thinking is defiled, they are polluted, they are detestable, they are corrupt, they're wicked, they are perverted, their minds are perverted, their spirit is perverted, uh, their actions are perverted. Perverted thinking lead to perverted actions. Proverbs three thirty two a says, for the perverse person is an abomination to the Lord. Proverbs 16 through 19 says, these six things the Lord hates, Say, hate. Oh, he really hates these things. You say, What does God hate? He doesn't leave you lacking, doesn't leave you wondering. Yes, seven are an abomination. There, that word is to him. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift in running to evil, a false witness who speak lies and one whose souls discord among the brethren, meandering around through the the flock of God, pulling folk away, saying all kind of slander and gossip and got a lot of stuff going underneath. That is a tool of Satan, my friend, and it is an abomination before a holy God. Who's not going there? Murderers, those who wrongfully kill and take the innocent lives of others, such as the unborn babies in abortion. Uh, they take the lives of young children, the elderly, youth, euthanasia, which is mercy killing, and other innocent victims. They just kill without without any remorse. For the scripture says in Exodus twenty thirteen, you shall not murder. This also includes those who murder in the heart. You can kill somebody in your heart, even though they're physically alive, you have murdered them in your heart. Uh, the scripture says in Matthew 5, 21, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder and whoever murders will be in danger of the judgment in the heart are actually doing it physically. And then here, here this takes it to another level. First John 3:15 says, whoever hates, say hates. Whoever hates his brother is a murderer. You look at he's equating hate with a murderer. I pose a question to you today. Is there hate in your heart? Is there is there somebody when I mean the, you, the name come up, you begin to cringe? Every time it's just a lot of negative talk Negative thinking. I mean, it just you you just begin to churn on the inside. Hate is equivalent to murder. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. Not with God, that is. Then sexually immoral. Those persons who commit fornication and their lives are sexually impure. They have sex before marriage, that's premarital sex, and commit adultery while in marriage. They take pleasure in their homosexuality, bestiality, incest, uh, pornography. Let me park there because pornography, listen, a lifestyle of pornography will send you to hell. Look how quiet it got then. And some folk are in it, they're in it so deeply and you need to cry to God. You need to, you need to get rid of everything that's in anyone that's leading you down that treacherous road. And I'm not just talking about lost folk. I'm talking about saved folk. And I'm, just, I'm not just talking about men. I'm talking about women as well in pornography. It's everywhere. We listen to it. People, people are looking at it. It's in books, magazines, cell phones. It's just a click away. Those who lust after such debased things in the heart will not enter the kingdom of God.
1: It is impossible to imagine life on earth without problems. In fact, life on earth compels us to prepare for them because we know they will come. God's word tells us so. However, if we endure to the end of our lives on earth through the application of and obedience to his word, we will be free of the trials and tribulations of this life and rewarded with eternal life with our Lord and Savior. The former things shall be no more, nor will we remember them. Listen as God uses Pastor Rander to share this inexplicable truth.
2: Leviticus chapter 18 verses 22 through 25a says, you shall not lie with the male as with woman, it is abomination, nor shall you mate with animals to defile yourself with it, nor shall Any woman stand before an animal to mate with it. It is a perversion. Do not defile yourselves with any of these things, for by all these, the nations are defiled. He said there were nations around Israel doing such things. He said, don't you do it. And and God is telling us today, what? Don't you do it. America may be doing it. Uh, Celebrities may be doing it. It may be promoted by political figures, but don't you do it. Nations are defiled, which I'm casting out before you, for the land is defiled. Is America defiled? Yes. How defiled? Real defiled. Therefore, I visit the punishment of its iniquity upon you. Matthew chapter 5, verses 27 through 28 says, You have heard that it was said to those of old, You shall not commit adultery. But I say, that's authoritative, what God says, but I say, To you that whoever looks at a woman to lust after her has already committed adultery with her in his heart or her heart. A man or woman can commit adultery in the heart, even if your spouse does not know, even if your children does not know. You are an adulterer uh, longing for somebody in your heart while being married to the person that you are married to. And God says, that is a sin against me. Romans chapter 1, verses 26 and 27 says, for this reason, God gave them up. Man, underline that. Ladies, underline that. Underline that. God gave them up. It's a dangerous thing when God gives up on you. Because when God gives up on you, who's going to deliver you? I mean, who's going to redeem you? Who's going to help you? I mean, you're open up to all kinds of satanic doings. You will open up to all kinds of heinous things when God gives you up. He turns you over to yourself and over to your sin, and he allows your sin to kill you, to kill you. It, it, it says, for this reason, uh, God gave them up to vile passions, turn them over to their own sins, for even their women exchanged their natural use for what is against nature, lesbianism. Likewise, also men leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust for one another, homosexuality. Men with men committing that which is shameful. And today, if you say homosexual is, homosexuality is shameful, uh, they'll mark you with all kind of names and say all, uh, and say, and they'll dis- discredit you and they'll come after you. But sin is sin. This Bible is the standard. It's the rule book, regardless of what who says, regardless of what laws are being legislated to promote it. If God says it's wrong, it's wrong. If God says it's sin, it's sin. Why don't you all say amen? It's sin. It is sin. And we need to teach our children what sin is and, and, and what it can do. We must not just fight for our own soul's sake, we need to fight for the souls of our children and our grandchildren alike. We're leaving here, my friends. We're leaving here. Committing that which is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error which was due. Then uh, who, who's not going to heaven? Sorcerers. Those who engage in devil worship, spiritism, séances, palm reading, astrology witchcraft, fortune telling, fortune cookies, reading that little thing in that cookie and say, oh, that's me, y'all. Oh, no, that's not you. You need to get in the book. It is a sin to associate that little message in the fortune cookie for, for what the word of God is saying. Those who practice magic and use mind altering drugs uh, in the occult. All of that, uh, that stuff is, is, is forbidden according to scripture for Micah. 512 says, I will cut off sorceries from the land and you shall have no sooth You know, you ought to have no Harry Potter in your house, in your books. Some of y'all looking at movies and all this stuff for spe- spells and warlocks and all that stuff. Listen, if God says forbidden, why are you purchasing sin? Why are you casting your eyes on such thing? Now, the amens have gone out of the window because you don't hear this. But God is trying to keep you safe. God is putting spiritual perimeters around your life to keep you from being carried away and destroying yourself. God is trying to help you and to keep you from destroying your own soul. Why don't you say amen? Who's not going to heaven? Idolaters. Say idolaters. Those who worship idols made with one's hands are idols of the heart. They worship created things instead of the creator himself. Idolatry is anything that usurps the place of God in the heart. Ah, oh, that's a big definition of idolatry is anything. Say anything, anything that that usurps the place of God in the heart. You know, uh, putting a sports figure, celebrity, sports stars, movie stars, political figures, relationships. You know, you're so big trying to have your groups or your relationship or your little cliques, spend all your time, that can become addictive. Huh? Why don't you say amen? Places you frequent. That's right. You, um, uh, idols out of money. Idols out of your dog. There are people who take their dogs everywhere. Take them to the, they bathe their dogs and the, the keep the dog, do the dog's nails. I'm not against dogs. I had a dog, Precious. Our dog lived for about 16 years and she just wouldn't die. <laughs> but, <laughs> You know, so I have nothing against dogs and cats and all these things that you want to have. But let me tell you something: you can make an idol out of your dog. Out of your dog. You know, years ago, back at the old facility, before we moved on this property, we had fasting and prayer time, and we had testimonials. And this little child came up and said what he was fasting, and he said, "I'm fasting holding my dog because he was addicted." to holding the dog. So for 40 days or whatever his time or two weeks or whatever his little time factor was, he restrained himself from holding his pet so that he could say to himself, that dog would not have control over my life. Look, it, there again, the definition, idolatry is anything that usurps the place of God in the heart. It can be power. It, it, it can be power. You want power. It can, it it can be prestige. It, it it can be your job. You just you can't you can't leave it alone. You wake up with your job, you live for your job, you 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 own the job, you go home to your job. You can't, you're so tired you can't do nothing else because you wore out for the job. Have nothing to offer your husband, nothing to offer your wife, nothing to offer your children. You just tired because your job is killing you. Your job. Money, 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 money. Travel, travel, money, money, travel, travel, more, 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 more. What does it profit you to gain the whole world and lose your soul? Exodus 23 through 5a says you shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourselves a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them for I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God. Why is he jealous? He said I created you. I put breath in you. I saved you. Don't you dare put anything above me. I'm jealous and you shall not have any other gods before me. Romans chapter 1 verse 25 says, who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshiped and served the creatures rather than the creator. I looked and saw that big pretty moon last night. Early morning, I got, I saw that big moon. They're talking about a super moon coming up. You can label whatever you want to label it. It's God's moon. (laughs) And I, I didn't worship the moon. I just started thanking God for the functionalities of the moon (laughs) And, and what that moon, and what that moon means to the world and how it, how it connects with the universe and all of those things. I thank God for his creation. But I will not worship any created thing, but I will worship my Lord and my God and my creator who is blessed forever. Amen. Who's not going to heaven? All liars. That's in that text. You say, why are you breaking down each of these words? Because I want you to understand the Bible. You can't come to church and say, I don't understand. I'm breaking it down in the spirit of God so you can't miss what God is saying to you. So all liars, habitual liars, those who knowingly and habitually lie. You got children like that, husbands like that, wives like that. You got employees like that. You got commercials like that. Show these big burgers, juicy burgers. And then when you get to the, to the window, it's qu- like a little quarter. Huh? You say, man, the, the, it never, what, what you eat never looks like the picture. You ever notice that? They make it just drooling. You know, you, you buy, you say, this is it? This is it? The biscuits are hard, the fries, you can't chew it. The burger is nasty, and yet you still pay the full price. Liars. Most of what you hear on television is a bunch of lies. You can't discover some fountain of youth from some cream you put on your face. You just as wrinkled as you are gonna be. Give your money to the Lord and be content with who you are. Y'all say, man, all this stuff, anti-aging cream—they lying to you. No such thing as an anti-aging cream. You aging while you putting it on. Y'all believe that stuff? <laughs> Some muscle creams and all that lies. Lies. Y'all believe the lies. You know, I've come to the conclusion folk will believe a lie before they believe the truth. They'll believe half the coin before they even look to the other side of the coin. Just because somebody say something or put something in your ear to any dimension don't mean it's the truth. Some of y'all don't even find out what the truth. You just run with a lie. Run with it. Lawyers, Liars. Some of you accomplices in your lies accomplices in it just lie. Psalm 63:11b says, "But the mouth of those who speak lies shall be stopped." Proverbs 19:5 says, "A false witness will not go unpunished, and he who speaks lies will not escape." These shall have their part in the lake of fire and brimstone forever, separated from God, which is the second death. Beloved, the lake of fire and brimstone, which is burning sulfur, is just as real as heaven. And people are going to hell in droves. First Corinthians 6, 9 through 11 says, do you not know that the unrighteous, say unrighteous. Will not inherit the kingdom of God. Don't be, do not be deceived. Deceived, what is that? Deceived. Don't be tricked. Don't be fooled. Uh Uh-uh. Neither fornication, fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, homosexuality, sodomites, nor thief. And you know what? See, we we changed the terminology of these words to, to soften the impact. That's what we do. We soften it. But the sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers. You know, those the who, we said, what is reviler? Those who speak abus- abusively, cussing folk out, uh, abuse, abusive language. I mean, tearing folk down with their lips and with their tongue. I mean, just wearing folk out, tongue lashing. It's happening all the time to children. That's why so many kids are messed up. Parents are just tongue lashing them to death, destroying their dream, their motivation, tongue lashing their wives and their husbands. You just mean. Just mean, 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 with a Bible being mean. Extortioners, swindlers, games, manipulate, not just about money. It's also about you can be an extortioner dealing with people, swindling people, scheming, manipulating will not inherit the kingdom of God, and such were some of you. In other words, we're all in this list at some point. But you were washed. Don't you thank God for the blood? You know what you used to be. I know what I used to be. Thank God that you washed. Aren't you glad that you're saved? But you were sanctified. That word means set apart. But you were justified. Justified. Declared righteous. In the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of God, we were such an unholy mess until we, need the, we needed God, the Holy Ghost, to transform us. That's right. You can't take a pill and be transformed. No, 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 no. It took the spirit to change all that hellishness out of us. The Holy Ghost changed me. The Holy Ghost arrested me. The Holy Ghost fixed me. Why don't you say Holy Ghost?
1: If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located in Palm, verse Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683.